Well, good morning, Crossroads. Um, hopefully these people aren't strangers to you. We'll get to know them in just a moment if you haven't uh, had a chance to meet them. But um, at the beginning of every year, and even though it's February, uh, the, this is a tradition for us, and that is first Sunday of February, we do what's called Vision Update Sunday. And it's, it's really an opportunity to look back on the year that's gone by and to uh, pinpoint and uh, put some highlights out there. Um, really look at those places where God has been faithful. Um, certainly acknowledge those, uh, maybe some of those dry spells, uh, uh, maybe some of those tough times that we've had as well. Um, but at the same time, looking ahead to uh, what God has for us in this year that is ahead of us. I love the first part of, of Joshua. And as, as he, Joshua is leading the people of Israel into the promised land, they've been out in the, in the uh, wilderness and out in the desert for 40 years, and they're, they're being led into the promised land. And as they're going through the, the Jordan River, God has them pick up 12 stones. And they take those 12 stones to Gilgal, this place, and they set up these stones as a monument. And what they are to be is a monument of remembrance. The people of Israel are to recall, they're to look back on God's faithfulness, even though it's been tough, even though it's been difficult, even though they've had their, their, their times, if you've ever had those times, um, they're able to look back and proclaim God's faithfulness while at the same time looking ahead to all of God's promises in this new land that they have. And I think it's good for us to follow suit and do that a similar thing. Um, Israel was told to set that monument up as a testimony, not only to remind themselves, but as a, as a remembrance for generations to come of God's goodness, of God's faithfulness, and his provision. I believe that's, that's what we do every time that we, uh, we uh, meet on this uh, first Sunday of, of February. You know, God is doing amazing things. Were you going to say something? Yeah, and we have those 12 stones out front in our front yes, garden we do. as we a have remembrance to us. And just a keen process that we're able to do. Uh, hopefully, you're reflective at the end of a year and as you uh, enter this new year, but uh, that it wouldn't just happen once a year. It would be something that you do often. You look back, recall the Lord's faithfulness, as well as looking ahead to what he has for you. Here at Crossroads, we say that everyone matters. When you came in this morning, uh, hopefully you grabbed the door unless it was held open for you. But right on our doors, it says, uh, you are loved. From time to time, we have big, huge letters out near the, the street that say, you are loved. Or as one kid said one time, Erloved. <laughs> I, I want to go to that Erloved church. Um, but uh, you are loved. And, and we say that because we believe everyone matters. Every single person uh, no matter whether they come to Crossroads or not, no matter uh, if they live in Decatur, wherever they are, every single person on planet Earth is, has been created in the image of God. We believe that wholeheartedly. And we believe that every single person is valuable to God. And if, if, if God has value to us and we're, you know, we, we feel like God is important to us, then the things that are important to him are important to us. And it's just logical that people matter to us here at Crossroads. We also go on to say that, that we are called to develop and create engaged and empowered followers of Christ. We talk about the engagement, that connection with God, our Father in heaven. It, it, if you just stop, if you just say that, it's one thing, but if you stop and you think that through and you go, my goodness, the God of the universe is interested in a relationship with me. That's stunning, that's amazing. And we believe wholeheartedly God with us 
God is here. But the, the amazing thing on top of that, it's not just God sitting beside us as a friend. It is God Almighty. We talk about the imminence of God, that he is here with us. And yet, God isn't limited to time and space where we are. There's this transcendent quality. And that is truly the craving and desire of each person's heart. Every single person. It was Pascal generations ago who said that, that, that God has wired all of us with this, with this God wiring. And without God in our hearts, there's something missing. Every single person is craving and desiring something. And God is the only person who can fill that. We believe wholeheartedly that that's what happens here at Crossroads, that's the message we have for our community, that God loves them so dearly and wants a relationship with them. And that's what everything flows through and sifts through, every single ministry, every single activity, every single event that we come together with. So that is, is why we're here Sunday after Sunday. That's why we exist. Well, we want to tell you a little bit about um, uh, what's gone on in the past. We want to tell you about what's coming up in the future. But first, I think it's important for us to hear about what makes us tick. What's at the core of Crossroads Church? Let me just, for those of you who are new or newer, let me just run through and, and share with you uh, who's up here. Um, I kind of threw them a curveball because we were in a different order first service, and I just kind of plunked myself down, and they were just kind of scrambling. Well, what do we do now? So as they figure that out, I'll introduce them. And uh, Pastor Barry is on your left. Uh, he's our, as you know, worship pastor. Um, oversees a lot of other things going on in the life of the church, uh, a lot of the publication promotion stuff, uh, the look and feel of... Uh, Crossroads, um, a lot of the behind-the-scenes technical, as well as some of, the, of our adult discipleship classes. Uh, this is Mindy, uh, affectionately known Mindy Ray, <laughs> as I call her. Um, if you don't know Mindy, definitely you know her voice if you've called the church. Uh, she's our administrative professional. She keeps us all in line and uh, looking good. And uh, she's also over and oversees a lot of our prayer ministries, including the altar team, and uh, does a fantastic job doing that and uh, serving us as leaders and pastors and elders here at the church. Uh, this is Pastor Elaine. Um, she is uh, the senior pastor here. Right. No, <laughs> but only because she's been here the longest. Don't you forget it. Yeah. <laughs> She's been here the longest out of all of us, and uh, she oversees a lot of our community outreach and uh, uh, really keeps our feet to the fire as far as serving our community. She's our liaison with our Celebrate Recovery, a lot of other ministries, uh, things that go on, um, adult discipleship, life groups, women's ministries, and we could go on and on listing things. Uh, this is Pastor Beth. She's our children's pastor. Um, and uh, you're going to hear a lot about, uh, it's, uh, when we think of children's ministry, it's, it's much, much more than just that. Um, she oversees our life ministries as well, and uh, really exciting about uh, 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 you to hear more about life ministries and uh, um, what God has for us um, in coming months and years on that. This is Pastor Luke. He's our youth pastor and oversees uh, our teenagers, and uh, also behind the scenes, a lot of the social media stuff and uh, publications and promotions that go on uh, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, we all have about 13 hats that we wear, but um, that's uh, kind of uh, 
what we do. As I mentioned, I want you to hear about the heart of Crossroads, really what we're all about, what makes us tick, and we're very intentional about ministries flowing out of who we are and why we are and what we are and what God's called us to. And so um, we have kind of an order. I think, Barry, you're going to go first as far as some of those uh, core values that we have. Yeah, you'll notice in your bulletin, um, I think on the top left, are our core values. Connect, grow, serve, give, and invite. And I'm going to talk about connect. What that means for us um, really is all throughout Scripture. And it's all throughout Scripture because that's in the heart of God to connect. But I think it all comes down to, it's summed up, where Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he said two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So connect means for us, connect with the Lord and connect with each other. All right, so it all flows from that as far as connect. First, first love the Lord. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. I have grow, which goes right with connect. Um, healthy things grow. And as we truly connect with the Lord, you can't help but grow. Uh, it, it'll flow. God's power throws. I'm afraid to move. I think that's mine. Okay. <laughs> I think that might be the wire on my mic. Okay. Let's grow. Uh, you can grow at Life Ministries next Sunday morning at 9. Shameless plug. Our third core value is serve. And can I let you in on a secret? We don't need you to serve. I want you to have the opportunity to serve, right? I want, and when you serve, I don't want it to be, oh, I gotta do this again. I want that to be your sweet spot in ministry and you get to say, I get to serve, right? Because that's what the Lord calls us to do. So I have give because grateful people give, and we're not going to talk about finances this morning, but we are going to talk about the kind of giving like the woman who anointed Jesus' feet. She was forgiven for so much. She had so many sins, and she loved Jesus extravagantly because of her forgiveness. And I get to see Crossroads people loving extravagantly on a regular basis, um, this means giving time and listening with not just your ears, but your hearts and taking time to lift each other in prayer and standing with each other in the hard times and then rejoicing with each other over victories. I get to see that a lot. It's a really great earmark of Crossroads Church. And I got the last one. Um, Mine is invite. Sorry, I, I don't know where my brain went right now. I just like got lost in what Mindy was saying. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Welcome to Pastor Luke. Invite. <laughs> what do you do when you find something that you love? You want to tell everybody about it. And one of the great things that we see in the Word is um, Philip, one of the one of the disciples, always brought people to Jesus. And that's our job at Crossroads. We found something we love. If you're being blessed by Crossroads, if God is speaking to your life and this is a ministry that's blessing you in a way that you are excited about, tell people. Pretty easy, right? That's awesome. Um, those are the core things, the it, 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 aspects and um, areas that are, 
are constantly woven into the tapestry of who we are. You'll see those over and over and over and over. And it's not just one area of ministry that promotes a giving or one that's growing. It, it's, it's a part of every single aspect and every single part of uh, uh, the life of Crossroads Church. Um, I want to start with uh, children's and uh, youth areas as we look back on the, the year gone by. And before we get there, I'm told that I'm supposed to emphasize if you have a kid that you check in with your number and you get kind of the receipt for your kid, um, for one, you need to come back and get your kid. Okay. <laughs> but um, parents, it doesn't matter if you've been here uh, from the time, the day that Crossroads opened, or if you're new uh, today, um, we need you to work that system of security with our kids, okay? Um, uh, just more and more and more. Uh, it's the time we live in, but just kind of a press pause for a second, and uh, we have a system down in the hallway of collecting your kid and security and that. And so please, please, please just um, uh, uphold that and uh, don't try to do an end around. Well, I, you know, I'm here every single time the church doors are open. You know who I am. Give me my kid. No, you need to really do that. We just want to keep all of our kids safe. So um, just to emphasize that. But tell us what's been going on in the, the kids and youth areas. Right. The, the heart of that is actually safety. And if I could add one more thing, we have two sets of restrooms, and the ones in the children's hall on Sunday morning need to re be reserved for our children, so all adults need to go this direction. If We could appreciate that if you would do that. So we had a great year in our children's ministry. Last fall, our kids all learned the 66 books of the Bible in order. And I know that all of us can say those in order, right? Right. We don't have time for us to show off, but, you know, we all know we can do it. But So the kids did that, and we launched a new ministry, Bridge 56, and that has been just phenomenal. We've seen probably about 15 young people ask Jesus into their heart, that's awesome. and yeah. that's why we're doing it. Yeah. And And... You may just see a portable building out there that's not so attractive on the outside, but if you ever want to see the inside, I would love to show you because it looks amazing on the inside, and having a place for young people to come has just made all the difference on Wednesday nights. Uh, we've broken attendance records this year, but it's really not about that. We've seen people meet Jesus. We did a retreat last year focusing on the person of the Holy Spirit. They learned about the Holy Spirit. They were filled and baptized with the Spirit, and even at a young age started using their spiritual gifts. So awesome. we're trying to raise yeah. up this generation to realize that God's still alive and he still heals yeah. and he still does miracles. Tell us uh, briefly what, yes, uh, tell us briefly what uh, Bridge 56 is okay. for those who don't know. Since Decatur ISD restructured the schools and we have an intermediate school with fifth and sixth grade, we restructured our children's ministry to have a ministry bridge 56 for our fifth and sixth graders, which is exactly that. It's a bridge from our children's ministry going into our youth ministry. Which is incredibly helpful because going from kids ministry just to youth ministry can be like a shock to your system for sure. It goes from like some really fun stuff to really boring stuff with me. So I'm just I'm just thankful they're a little bit more boring now. I'm just you just speak a anyway. different language. That's yeah, all. that's all. <laughs> anyway, so in Emerge, we uh, we have seventh grade all the way through twelfth grade, and in some areas we also have college students. For those college students that are still in the area, we have lots of different opportunities that this past year we've opened up. Um, one of the great things that God put on my heart as far as direction for this past year was just to put leadership and direction into the hands of the students. Because I don't know about you all, but 
I don't know what kids like. <laughs> I'm not as cool as I seem, I promise. <laughs> Just saying. But <laughs> that I being said, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, but I, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Um, the reason I want kids to kind of figure out what they like in ministry is because that's, that's what drives them to be a part of it, that ownership portion. They get to be a part of the youth ministry band, which is pretty much completely youth-led. We have a couple um, of our leaders that help uh, facilitate that, but most of all, it's, it's primarily kids. And then all of our uh, tech stuff in the back is done by students. Um, we're training up students to be leading the service itself, as well as I, I would love to, if there's a student with the passion to preach or use that gifting that they have in their lives, to start using that in youth ministry because, I mean, we have the opportunity to give that out. So that's one of the directions the Lord put on my heart this past year, and it has been phenomenal. One of our students came up to me. Um, in the past, he had just been kind of just taken in, and he came up to me and said, you know, I've been more of a distraction than I've been anything else. And I was like, I don't know where this is going. And he goes, I feel like I need to be the one to invest in more kids like me. <laughs> I almost lost it. I kind of did lose it between you and me. I don't cry much, but um, it's just things like that that show the change that's taking place in students' lives is fantastic to see the way the Lord's going. And our word for this next year is serve, so we're learning how to fit serving in every aspect of ministry. That's so good. That's awesome. Um, Years ago when I was in, in Bible college, I read a little tiny book on revivals, and um, in that I was surprised and shocked to find that uh, throughout history, revivals have never started as a result of a pastor getting up and preaching an awesome sermon. In fact, revivals have started with prayer. Pretty much every single revival that has ever taken place throughout history has always taken place by a bunch of people getting together or a few people getting together and beginning to pray. I want Mindy to talk a little just about our, our prayer ministry over this past year. Okay, so we do have um, a couple of groups of intercessors who meet. One of them is on Wednesdays at noon. Anybody who can come, you're welcome to come. Um, we are digging in. We are praying for revival. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that goes along with our prayer wall. Um, there's the prayer wall out in the lobby. We, brought, we used to have it out there, and then it went away for a while, and we brought it back this year. And that's for anybody to write prayer requests up there. We cover those on Wednesdays and in staff meetings. And, um, and then also, if you would put praise reports up there, that would be great, too, because we need those praise reports. Keep our faith building. <laughs> Um, let me just say, our altar ministry team, I can speak for everyone on the altar ministry team. It is an honor to get to pray with and for anyone who comes forward for prayer. Um, we love it. We are excited to see what God is going to do in your life um, and each other's lives. Um, so please, don't be intimidated. Come up, get prayer. Um, we're here for you. Um, we want to be a part of your life. We want to we wanna link arms with you and stand with you. Um, so this past year, another thing that we did was um, we did a Good Friday uh, encounter. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to come, and there's a video, and um, you can come in and reflect and intercede 
and just spend some time at Jesus' feet, remembering what Holy Week is all about and what happened on Good Friday and what's coming on Sunday. And it's just a really powerful time of prayer. Um, intercession is important to us because we're, we're not only lifting each other up, we're lifting our church up, we're lifting our community up, we're lifting our nation up and, and the world. Um, so there yeah. you go changes things. If we just simply believe that prayer is this thing that makes us feel good, then that's not a whole lot. But when it's when we firmly believe that it's something that, that changes and moves the, the hand of God, that's, uh, that's powerful. That's it. And, yeah. and first and foremost, prayer changes us. It aligns our heart with God's yep. heart and our will with God's will. And then we get to see God move. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to transition into some of the adult areas. Uh, Barry and uh, Elaine and Beth uh, are all involved with adult discipleship. A, a priority that we've had uh, for a number of years is not just hear what we experience on Sunday mornings, but it goes beyond that. And really the encouragement and my, my uh, encouragement to you is grow in your faith. Take the initiative of, uh, of these opportunities that you have. So tell us a little bit, the three of you guys, what we have going on as far as settle this up. I'll start with worship and worship ministry. Some of the great things this past year has just been the growth that we've had. That includes um, folks that have joined our team of what you see up here, but also in the back in our tech ministries, and, um, which is a lot of times the thankless job because you don't even know they're there until something goes wrong. So um, we've had great growth in our teams, but also developing in our team and worship leaders. I was blessed by the elders to be uh, on sabbatical this past fall, and things didn't skip, things didn't miss at all right here uh, between the folks that stepped up to lead. So I can lead when I'm here. I can uh, step aside and have our other worship leaders lead and so that's been great growth in our worship ministry. And let me just say, let me just say that worship ministry is by far the most fun ministry at Crossroads. Sit down, Barry. Sit down. Oh. Hold on. Am I right, Cherie? So if you want to serve, connect, grow, give, and invite, let me invite you to come join the worship ministry. I just want to say, I have tried to be on the worship team, and Barry has graciously declined my beautiful voice, so. We do have standards. Take it over. Okay, yeah. We have something here at Crossroads called Starting Points. Uh, it's our old growth track, but um, that was a little bit confusing. So this year, um, this past year, we started something called Starting Points. And what that is, is a series of classes to just get you immersed into what do we believe? What are we all about? Um, what are we running toward? So one of those classes is called Discover Crossroads. And by the way, you don't have to have just been here two weeks to come to that. Um, but it's dinner or lunch, actually, with the pastors and their families after the 1045 service about every other month. Pastor Darren talks about our vision and values, and it's a nice, small, intimate setting where you can ask those questions, 
right? We have another class called Next Steps, and Pastor Barry teaches that. I'll let you talk Next about Next Steps is almost as fun as worship ministry, but it's, uh, it's three weeks, and it's really just a look at trying to um, grab hold of the heart of God and what his thoughts are for us and about us. And we talk about identity, hearing God, and habits of grace. And it's in a life group setting where we can come and sit down. We have, uh, you know, some material that we just facilitate a conversation with. And we look at Scripture and find out, okay, if I'm going to continue a lifelong relationship with God, how do I get started? Or even if you've already started, how do we continue? Because it's not about religion, church attendance. It's not about all the check boxes, what I should do and what I shouldn't do. But it's finding out who God created you to be and become that. We have another class called Growing Closer, and Pastor Barry and I teach that together. It's exploring the Holy Spirit. Who is he? Let's talk about what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Some of us come from different backgrounds where we haven't really been taught a lot about the Holy Spirit. So we're going to explore that together. That's four weeks. And that starts this Wednesday. That starts this Wednesday, by the way. That's right. And then Pastor Beth has a ministry called Life Ministries. And it actually has a test to determine if you should go through it. So I can administer the test to all of us right now. If you'll look down at your chest, okay, if it's going up and down and you're breathing, you qualify as a candidate, right? You pass, yay? And the reason I can emphatically state that is because we have an enemy who hates us. And he's tried to destroy us from day one, and it could be through lying to us or whatever, and this ministry helps you to discover who you really are, and you can discard some lies. Maybe you believed along the way, like, the worship team is the coolest, you know, um, it's the like funnest. that lie. It's the like, we know it's youth and kids, but anyway, we're here to help with that and bring, and bring healing and freedom, Okay. Women's ministry as well, men's uh, group. I forgot that in first service until I had uh, one of our men's posse go, hey, what about Thursday morning? Thursday morning, men, 7 to 8 a.m., uh, get you going uh, through your week and uh, a wonderful time. We have uh, tons of women who uh, meet Wednesday nights and Thursday mornings, uh, fantastic ministries there that have been thriving over uh, not just this past year but for years, and uh, life groups. Um, you'll see in your bulletin there's an insert about our, you know, some new life groups. If you're already involved with one or you uh, might have found a, a different one that isn't listed there, it doesn't mean they're not meeting. We just wanted to highlight the new ones that are there. Um, but get connected, get involved, grow in your faith. And it, it, it hits every single one of these core values um, uh, when you step out and you, you grow further in your faith. Let's shift gears a little bit and uh, move into uh, what God has for us in the year that's ahead and uh, just some of the things that God's laying on your heart, maybe some things that uh, w would be good for us to know about. I've been chosen to go first. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Emerges, uh, looking at this next year from the perspective of how we can serve, um, one of the things the Lord put on my heart was to serve our students in the way that I can equip them and prepare them to be used by God. And in doing that, he put on my heart the need for not only missions, local, but also distant missions in uh, other countries. And in um, mid-March, myself and these two folks over here, 
Yeah, y'all didn't think I was going to say anything. I saw you laughing at me in the distance. Why don't y'all stand? That's Brett and Kaylee Jones. They're going to be uh, going with me to the Philippines. Okay, you guys can sit down. Stop drawing all the attention to yourselves. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be actually helping the Dalton family, one of our missionary families in the Philippines, with a yearly conference that they do for all the missionaries out there. So we're going to be heading up the youth side of things. So that's taking place in March. We also have camp in June 10th to the 14th. We're gonna be focusing on knowing God and how we can teach students to get alone with God and have a devotional life on their own, not just when we tell them to. Um, and then beyond that, we have our mission trip at the end of the summer from July to August, July 26th to August 1st. We're going to San Augustine, Texas, and we're gonna be working with an organization called Next Step Ministries. So we have a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline and just ways that students can be used to serve God and serve other people. So if you guys have questions about that, I'd love to talk to you. And most of all, in Serve is, as Beth mentioned, our ministries are definitely the coolest, by far, the most fun to be a part of because, I mean, you get to hang out with me, which, come on. Um, but I say that in all honesty, we would love to talk to you guys about being a part of our ministries, and Barry's cool too. I don't know if you can say that. We better... I was trying to be loving. Yeah, no, See what I have to put up with every single day around here? Please pray for me. Uh, um, we will be doing another baby dedication on Mother's Day. So if that's something you have interest in, you can tell me and we'll get you signed up for that. We're headed to camp June 15th through the 18th and that's for those that have completed third grade through sixth grade. That was a new camp that we went to last year and the kids really loved it. So we're gonna go back. Um, our children right now are learning the Lord's Prayer on Wednesday nights and we're having lots of fun in Bridge 56. I wanna do make an appeal. Uh, you, you may have not have any children that age, and you say things like, oh, I did my time, or, you know, I don't have kids at that age anymore. So, you know, if you kept your kids alive, <laughs> you have something to tell the next generation of parents <laughs> and, and the, the kids, and we can use you. And I know from my area, you don't have to prepare to teach on a Sunday morning. You watch a, a video about a Bible story and you're handed a paper. It's already done for you. You lead a small group. We'd love to have you. Wednesday night is a little bit more active, but we have great volunteers that are super cool and super fun. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. I'm pro I, you're, the leader's not perfect. My meltdown this morning was, I realized the last time I wore this shirt, I wore it wrong side out all day long. And uh, no one told me. Thank you, friends. But anyway, I'm sitting there going, is my shirt wrong side out again? And it kind of, so that's the leader that you would work with. I think with Pastor Luke finish. posted that on Instagram. Oh, great. Love it. So, and one area that I haven't mentioned is mentoring for, for the children. We were actually approached by Rand Elementary if we could bring adults into the school to help them. I mean, that's amazing. And... We have over 20 mentors that give one hour a week at Rand Elementary. We've been invited to go into other schools, but we actually recruited another church to adopt a school, which I think is more powerful, gets more churches involved. We want to really focus on Rand and the intermediate school. But, I mean, these are the kind of stories you hear. One of our mentors asked the little girl she had what day she would like her to come, and one of the options was Monday, and the little girl responded with, oh, please don't come on Monday, then I won't have anything to look forward to the rest of the week. 
So all, all we do is go in and be a good role model, spend an hour with them once a week. And any of you are welcome to do that. Andrea Woodall leads that ministry, does a phenomenal job. And you just pass a background check and we go in and love kids. That's all we do. So we'd love to have you on Wednesday nights, um, be a mentor also. We feed the fifth graders through 12th graders, and that's like feeding a little small army. But if, even if you'd just be willing to go to uh, Little Caesars and pick up the pizza for us, that would help tremendously. They do love us. Uh, but we have room on our food team, and Luke keeps a running uh, online sheet that you can sign up for with that. But um, So if, if you're not want to deal with kids directly, you could help us by serving on the food team. I can go next. Um, two ministries that are really growing. One is a brand new ministry called Wise for Kids. It, we are leading the way in a community-wide effort to recruit foster parents and to let people know about kids that are available for adoption. I think we've done a pretty good job of letting people know that this isn't for everyone, but you might want to consider if it is for you. We've got a question and answer session on Sunday, sorry, Sunday, February 23rd from 4 to 6 here. So if you're interested, you might want to come and check that out. Also, we have Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday evenings. And if you don't know anything about Celebrate Recovery, you might think that's like NA or AA. Actually, Celebrate Recovery was started by Saddleback Church in California, and it's to help people gain freedom from their hurts, their habits, and their hang-ups. So we're going to have an open house here in a couple of weeks. We'll be telling you more about that. We'd love to invite you to that. Okay, so I did forget to mention that we have a Crossroads Prayer page on Facebook. Um, you ask to be become a member, and then all kinds of people post in their prayer requests and, and get responses, and then we hear... What the Lord has done is a really great thing. So it's Crossroads Church Prayer. I think it's that. That's just, the, okay. Um, on Facebook. So do that. Um, and um, <clears throat> one thing, the other thing, we are looking to expand our altar ministry team. So if you are feeling the tug of the Lord on your heart for that, please contact me. Um, you can see me here or contact me at the office. Um, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, if, looking forward, um, we have people who are fervently praying, um, come Holy Spirit, awaken your church, um, your kingdom come. And we are digging our heels in and we are praying and praying and praying until we do see revival break out, not just at Crossroads, but in our community and in our nation and in the world. So come join us. That's great. Um, we all have, uh, you've, you've heard, we all have places where you can come and serve and worship ministry is no different. If you play an instrument, if you sing, if you'd like to work on a computer, soundboard, camera, we can do all that. One of the things I'm really excited about this year is how the Lord wants all of us in this place to grow in, in times of worship. And I don't know what all of that means, but some of it means um, when we're in here, more what I would say um, body ministry, where we minister to each other. 
So when we're in here singing and you see somebody that you know is going through this time, or maybe the Lord just shows you, hey, they're going through something. You have my permission, yes, during, the, uh, during worship to go and pray for, pray with somebody and bless them. There can be a lot more movement in here on Sunday mornings as we begin to express the heart of God for each other. And along with that, like Mindy was saying, in response to um, you know, our altar prayer team, is during our times of worship, if you feel like the Lord wants you to step out because you're crying out for kingdom come, you're crying out for more, you know, um, you can step out in the aisle and worship. You can come forward. This place is an altar. You can come and kneel. And that's already started happening some this year, which is exciting, to see us moving towards the Lord. And it's not just sit in your chair, sing what's on the screens, sit down. Let's all come together prepared to encounter God and move more into what he has for us, all right? You have my permission. Yeah, that's good. Really good. I think one thing that's a, a character trait of Crossroads is that we are non-traditional. And we're not just non-traditional because we want to be non-traditional. It's, it's there's that openness and that, uh, that freedom that's in this place. And I never want to lose that. I never want to um, get y'all thinking back to that you know, uh, 1970s or 1980s or, 90, you know, that old school style of church that you maybe see in movies where you have to, you know, be quiet and not move. And uh, this is a place where I want there to be freedom. I love it when I go out in the lobby between services, there's people praying off in a corner. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, how that encountered, but, you know, guaranteed it was just people, you know, connecting and one person saying, how's your week going? And imagine this, somebody being honest and saying, I'm having a rough time. You know? And, you know, that leads to, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? And whether that's here in a service, whether that's at the end of service, people, one thing that, that just grieves my heart so much is that when I, I sense and we sense the Holy Spirit moving here in a service time and there's an opportunity to respond, or I know there are people in our congregation who are hurting desperately, and there's an opportunity to come and receive some ministry at the end of a service, and, and we just kind of turn and walk out. You know, let's spend some time. Let's, let's really act on what we believe. Do we believe that God is a God who changes lives, a God of God, God is a God of miracles, God is a God who heals, God is a God who, who restores relationships, God's a God who provides for needs? If so, let's, let's move and let's respond to that, okay? Um, hopefully, whether you're new or whether you've been here a long time, you don't walk out of here today going, well, that was a nice update. Wow, let's get on with the Super Bowl. Um, my prayer is that what you're hearing here is exactly what God intended with that, that uh, altar of remembrance, is that as you go by and as you've heard these, these things, it, it energizes your heart and your soul and your faith. God is at work here, and I believe in a very unique way. It doesn't mean God isn't moving in other churches and that, but God is doing unique things. Sunday after Sunday, we, we get to hear this is from people who are new, people who stop off at the welcome desk. They, they say, I, 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 we can't explain it. We can't put words to it. There's just something different here. And a smile comes across my face because I know it's not me. It's not, you know, the fact that we got the best worship or the best children's ministry, the funnest, you know, it, it's the Spirit of God is here. And the Spirit of God is working. And so let's, first of all, let me say thank you for being open to that and, and making your heart a place and a home for God to do amazing things. And then for 
opening this place up because this isn't just four walls. This is, the church is you, the church is us. And when we provide a place for the Holy Spirit to come in and move and, and, and act and do amazing things and wonders in our midst, he's gonna do that. Um, just a couple of verses before we close here over in, in uh, Romans chapter seven, something I've been talking about over the last number of weeks. You can go ahead and put that up on the screen. Um, Paul says here, for I, I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that, that is in my sinful nature. He says, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry that out. We've been talking about that so often. We get to that point where we have this confession of faith of, yes, I know it. I believe it. It's true. And uh, we, we don't doubt it. And yet the ability to carry that out, the ability to live that out practically on a day-to-day -day basis fails us. And we come to this place where we acknowledge we can't do this on our own. And until we do that, we're never going to cry out for the empowering of his Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? Until we get to that place where we understand and discover and confess we can't do this on our own. And that's true for all of us. It's not just, a, uh, it's not just something of deficiency in some of us. It's a deficiency in all of us. It's called sinful nature. And because of that, we can't get there from here. We can't carry it out. Paul goes on to say, I do, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I do want to do. And I, you know, all of these things are, are indicators that we can't carry that out. But thanks be to God, he doesn't leave us on our own to our own devices. He has given us his Holy Spirit. He hasn't left us, uh, uh, us as orphans. Paul goes on in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, and he says this. Take a look at this verse. He says, uh, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. He's placed that there. He goes on to say this, we have these tr this treasure within this jars of clay, this is within this jar of clay. It's this treasure of light, and, and if your life has been surrendered to Christ, you have the light of Christ living and dwelling within you, and that's potent. That is potent. Don't snuff it out. Don't, as that kid's song says, don't hide it under a bushel. No, you know, um, let your light shine. And what does it do? It gives us light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. That's what we get to do. It's not what we have to, have to do. It's what we get to do week in, week out. I'm inviting us to stand, and uh, um, I have one more verse, and I'm inviting the uh, worship team to come up, and as well as the altar team, and we're going to dismiss, and then after, if you would uh, like ministry, if you uh, are here with a need on your heart today, I'm inviting you to, to what's that? Oh, Yeah. Um, pastors and uh, staff, they're going to be up here at the front as well. If they can provide ministry or they can answer some questions, they'd, they'd love to do that as well. But uh, let me finish with this because this is a, a verse I keep coming back to a lot. And it's a, it, I was telling Pastor Barry, this is my go-to benediction all the time because it, it says why we do what we do. And yet I want to back up a few verses in Ephesians 3. And the, the lead up to this is so good. So I'm going to read these verses and then we're going to uh, uh, pronounce a benediction. But in Ephesians 3, 16, it says this. And this is Paul praying for the church. He says, I pray that out of whose glorious riches? His glorious riches. Out of the, the amazing riches stored up in heaven, God himself would strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit. 
That's my prayer for us. That's our prayer for Crossroads Church week in, week out, that he would strengthen you in, in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I want you to take that away, that you can this week live victorious Christian life that has a profound effect on those around you who don't know Christ. Not just today, not just tomorrow, throughout this week, throughout this year, God is going to change lives. I want you to look at an empty seat near you. Do you or don't you believe that you have the relationship with someone who doesn't know Christ right now, that between now and this very message next year, God would have them sitting in that, in that empty seat near you? Do you or don't you believe that? That God wants to use you in someone else's life, not just for attendance sake, let's get past that, but for eternal life sake. God has eternal life for those people who don't know him right now. And God wants to use you. Would you extend your hands? I'll extend mine as a, as a benediction today. And from Ephesians 3.20, just a few verses after these. Familiar words if you're a crossroader. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Those are his glorious riches, right? Amazingly more than all we could ask or imagine. And what does he say? According to his power that is at work within us. God wants to use you. He wants to empower you. He wants to empower us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, now and forevermore. And everyone said, amen. Can we give the Lord a praise offering as we go? All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are good. You are good. You are good. God bless you. If we can provide some ministry for you, meet us here at the front. All right. God bless.